Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. I'm Guthrie Straw. And I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. We are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Covering bicycling, trains, and transit adventures and life hacks, and today... Post metal, metal cowboy. That's right. <laughs> That's a good one. Joe's back. back. Uh, five timer we found yes, out today. Five. This is our the fi- fifth time we've had you on. So congratulations. There should be like a jacket. Yeah, or like a, <laughs> a little kind of bike hat. Definitely I, like candidate for yeah, that. Like I think fifth, we got a punch card patch. for you. Yeah. Oh, you good, get good. you get one free coffee. <laughs> or something. In every every fifth punch, you get another episode. That's oh, gonna be years for that second coffee. <laughs> uh, but um, after after sort of a, a a while on hiatus, a while off the bike, you're back on. I am. Yeah, and it's good to have you in the we're studio. Gonna we'll a, we're going to have a good ride tonight uh, talking about all that. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. And in the meantime, Guthrie, what's happening? What's happening? Um, I'm coming out of the gate. Yeah, on I like first. it. I like it. Shooting from the hip. Um, what is happening? Well, lots of things and not too much, both across the span of a week. Uh, let's see i'll start off with a a second visit to the art museum in which the art museum was so full of things that i barely even made it to (laughs) the exhibit i had intended to but we'll be making another trip can do it all in one night apparently (laughs) and uh this time i even started before four o'clock in the afternoon so i post uh post impressionist what a modern impressionists the exhibit yeah yeah is that the exhibit that you're looking at oh no the um Oh, Sunra. The Sunra yeah. exhibit. Yeah. So I, so I like, I did that thing where I covered it at at a Guthrie pace, and then realized like, oh damn, I ran out of time again. Uh, so I, so I <laughs> oh, went damn, up and spent closed. like, I spent ten minutes in the Sunra, but I feel like that's a a three or four hour exhibit. So I'll I'll be back. Yeah. Um, but it was really good, and um, that was sort of impetus of a friend being in town from my hometown of Eastern Oregon. Well, that's not my hometown. Enterprise is my hometown. Um, you just claim all of Eastern Oregon. <laughs> exactly. No, no. Actually, I just claim, I just claim Enterprise, uh, or or let's say Willow County, for for lack of a better term. I've lived a couple of places out there, um, but a good friend was visiting from the county, as we say, and so it's really nice to see him. Uh, and there was an event at the zoo on Friday night, so I went up and learned a little bit about the proposal of a new bioregion called Big Blue, which is, in essence, a connection of land uh, between public and maybe some private partnership to sort of extend the Blue Mountains into its own bioregion. And there's a group of folks from a um, learning and and resource center, uh, science center for kids called Wallowology, um, and if you can pronounce that, that again, 10 times real fast, right. Willowology. Willowology. Yeah, so, so here's, here's the, the, um, as in you, the you, study of the Willowa mountains. Exactly. Yes. And you've got Walla Walla, uh, th- which is close, but it's up, up in Washington. So not, not quite, <laughs> but Willowa, um, and Willowa County, uh, is, is where they're based out of. So they're, they're trying to bring together partners and, um, basically have science, which engages, uh, kids at a young age and sort of feeds into a couple of their missions. But I had the great pleasure of helping out with that event um, and getting to learn a little bit more about where I came from. So that was really oh, wow. fun and uh, sort of curtailed into going to the art museum. So Right. Indeed. Cool. Uh, and then on Saturday night, I, I think we both know what we did. 
I don't know. I was pretty drunk. You were pretty drunk. Oh, so that's that's why you were letting everybody in for free. Everyone come in for free. Yeah. Uh, no, no, not at all. <laughs> Anybody who's been Every- listening for any amount of time knows I don't drink. If this is uh, your first episode, uh, maybe track back one or two. <laughs> uh, but yes, Aaron was incredibly drunk at the... Uh, the portland podcast festival but we're on the same team on that now because i can't drink with uh oh no with the hemochromatose that's right yeah yes no i haven't it's just never a thing for me i guess but uh yeah we were at the portland podcast festival saturday night Mm -hmm. volunteering our time away i didn't have to clean the toilet so that was nice it was nice that somebody else (laughs) i thought they would put me on that duty they did not no you got you got the star of the show duty you said duty (laughs) i did no pun intended um Uh, I'm 12 again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I took uh, you there. <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, no, yeah, they put me on doorman duty. Like, oh yeah. After the security like patted them down, then I got to take their money. Keys to the so. kingdom. That was a good pat down. That was that was much more of a pat down than I felt like they gave last year. But maybe oh, I yeah. just forgot. <laughs> it, it I've does, never had a metal no, detector used yeah, on it, me outside I was of the say, airport it does before. Seem like, yeah, they've gotten a little bit more. Uh, uh, security oriented over there it's true but. i promise no knives only bike equipment were brought <laughs> into the hawthorne theater yes uh but that it was a fun a fun gig um we you and i were both there for maybe an hour and a half two-ish hours volunteering um at in, least two. in support of well the, volunteering probably about two yeah maybe and then an we saw a couple yeah. of the a couple of the shows which was nice um we we weren't in the, the show roster but we had a good time i feel like checking out some podcasts yes. it was nice to support yes. our other podcasters around portland and i i had a good time hanging out at the front and giving passes to people which was um you know a small job but i felt i felt like i was contributing yeah i i honestly felt a little bit of like originally anyways a little bit of like sadness that we weren't able to be on the roster this year mm. but also just seeing the variety Mm-hmm. of podcasts that were out there oh was, for sure was really cool like yeah. it wasn't you oh, know you're like the you're you're deep into the years of podcasts godfathers well yeah that might that might be the case <laughs> I, I i feel like i should say for the record i'm actually in many ways really like glad that we weren't on oh yeah uh, because then you get to see everybody, right? <laughs> so, right. Yeah. There's, and, there's. It's. It's pretty neat. I. I enjoyed. We. I think we got a good deal. I on think that once one. I got over myself, I was able oh, to yeah. enjoy there the you night. Go. Yeah, well, you yeah. didn't have. We didn't have to go through the whole like, oh shit, we're gonna bomb and and then like maybe bomb or not bomb. Right. Because our format, I think, you know, looking at or reflecting upon our experience from last year, I feel like our live format is just so different than it would be from like a recorded format. And oh, so, most definitely. You know, it's kind yeah. of like hopping or stepping into another world where. Uh, we're like, oh shit, what's relatable to like less bikey folks or something like that. And I, I wouldn't say you have to be a bikey person to listen to the Sprocket podcast, or at least I'd sincerely You're hope. You're need to be tonight. I'd hope not. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, exceptions granted. Um, but, but you know, that just like, just oh. Fair warning, right? <laughs> we do have the post-metal metal cowboy. Yes. <laughs> um, so, so I felt, yeah, I felt, I felt like it was, it was good both. It was good each year because it was good in its its own way uh and i enjoyed yeah. i enjoyed yeah. the differences between the two right on uh but yeah that that was that was my week among among other things the highlights at least cool. i got to test new tires today Ooh. Yeah. you did yes i on the um, Pugsley? um no on the disc trucker nice um which i, I have too yes it's such, oh, a, yeah. such a great frame yeah <laughs> i'm a i'm a 
So versatile. Yep. A, I love that bike. So versatile. Um, I put the extraterrestrial, surly extraterrestrial tires on it. They're mm-hmm. like, uh, so I went from 1.3 to, they're listed as 46, which the conversion I think is like 1.8. What are your plans inches. with this thing? Yes. <laughs> yes, everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everything. Um, well, I wanted I I wanted something that would go through mud a little bit more because yeah. I have kind of a a secret way or a easier way to get to work that involves a little off-road little alleyways, some mud. And so <clears throat> you know, I wanted something that was a little less street-wise and sure. a little wider. But I have I have a pretty I think I have thirty fives I don't remember no thirty fives are probably pretty good I have pretty, I mean I went up the West Side Trail up right yeah. here uh, that was mud and gravel and so so you're riding forty sixes yeah yeah so I will have to reveal a little bit of uh, uh, vanity on my part in what? that I got it right you vanity <laughs> okay in that I got these because I wanted. Surly tires. Sure. And these are like the only surly tires that aren't, you know, <laughs> super, super wide. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I'm excited to check them out. I tested them around town today. I couldn't really find any mud, but yeah, it's, it's been pretty, a little dry. <laughs> it's been a you dry wait, winter. Wait a little bit. You'll have plenty of mud. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Forest Park, uh, Saltzman Trail. I guess I could have gone out there. Well, you don't yeah. have no, to go like, all today. the way I'm across town. You, we don't, we're not muddy right now. No. Yeah. No. The leaves are flying in my face. They're all dry. Come on. <laughs> it's amazing, honestly, but it's, you know, it's TikTok. It's, it's, I'm honestly more scared of like the piles of dry leaves than like if they were a little bit wet. I feel like I would get a bit more tread. Sasquatch is going to pop yeah. out of water. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I would get more tread if they were like, hmm. if they were like patent down with some rain oh, that's or something. That's a true Portlander right there. Oh, <laughs> I feel better when they're slippery. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, do. I know what I'm into. It was nice taking the corner into the studio and not worrying about face planting tonight yeah i will i will give that point towards dryness um although the dry leaves too they kind of become derailleur fodder if they get too big so there's there's a give and take there one thing i noticed right away is my fenders are like you know right just right on top of those tires so any leaf that gets caught on the tire gets cut off and it's just for like a good five six minutes you know up in seattle this weekend when i was riding i had that that 12 year old kid moment where leaves just popped into right at the brake line and right at where the brakes used to be but right it, well it's a disc trucker so you know up right right there at the top of the fork and it made that sound that almost sounded like you know the motorboat thing right it was mm. just it was just big maple leaves <laughs> uh, uh, like, oh i just laughed i yanked them out good times mm-hmm. don't even need a uh, spoke card or something like that's that. right yeah be a joker if it was a spoke card anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was that was my day. Popping nice. up and down curbs on new tires and you also you also made it some... into the ten speed club over the week, I heard. Not yet. Oh, not, not yet. yet. I, uh, you, well no, you, I I'm sorry, you? yes, you are correct. Oh, I did. Okay. I did. I was thinking I thought of I rode the, home with you on Saturday. I was thinking of the disc trucker, but oh, yes gotcha. on the Pugsley I put a ten speed uh derailleur and well, it's a nine-speed derailleur. I converted to a ten-speed. That's that's a whole other nice can of worms. But yeah, put a ten-speed cassette on there, and uh, I don't think I need another um, gear up front anymore. Mm. I found I I don't switch to the small anymore. I just stay on that. 
Oh man, on that rear. I, I always want my <laughs> that granny gear. Yeah. yeah, but I've got like now there's forty six right, well, uh, forty six tooth in the back. Matter. I still want it all. <laughs> right on. You gotta have options, right? Yeah, I was riding uh, Maddie's one uh, single speed. Uh, oh, really? Recently. Yeah, and so uh, I was like, yeah, I remember why I love all my gears. Right. <laughs> For a moment there, I was like Kevin Bacon in, in uh, Quicksilver. And I was like, whoa, this is ah oh, no. <laughs> it didn't last very long. <laughs> it's funny because I've biked in Seattle just a, a few times, uh, both times with Bromptons, one with the extended gearing and one without. And I honestly liked the one without the extended gearing better. Um, and then the few people that I got to sit down and talk with that biked in Seattle were, they were both like, yeah, I, I just ride one gear. Wow. Just, like, what is wrong with you people? Well, I, I have a confession. This was in Portland. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we weren't even talking the real hills. Right. Any real? <laughs> There's, yeah. Portland's so. got a couple, but definitely, definitely no Seattle for day to day. Yeah, it's not built on a hill, anyways. No. Thank goodness. I don't know if I could. I don't think I could handle like Seattle hills. No. I enjoyed but, them this weekend. I was gonna say, but you were biking. Home. You were biking around Seattle. Yeah, yeah, we did kind of a um a uh, sampler. It was really nice. Uh, we biked, uh, you know, somewhere between thirty and thirty-five miles. A big loop through Gasworks and the University and out the five uh i five twenty new path they've built out there mm-hmm. that takes you across I don't uh, think that was around when no, I was there no. last. and uh and uh the bike tunnel uh under uh i ninety it was just a really nice hit maybe five or six parks and plenty of hills um yeah, and what was nice on that surly i I led the group up the hill because I had the because yep, yep. that small I gear, had the yeah. gears, brother. <laughs> yeah I think all three of us are surly riders you you can tell it's like a touring podcast like somewhere down at the roots, yeah, yeah. definitely <laughs> well, uh, they make a nice bike i've and I know from bikes uh touring wise uh, bikes in general, but touring wise I've got a few miles on different uh breeds mm-hmm. I tell them breeds. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> like horses. Yeah, yeah. Different lineages. Well, I mean, Mellow Cowboy, I got to go with the... Exactly. Yeah. Look yeah. like an aging surfer, but I got to go with the, uh, <laughs> the rancher metaphors. So. Indeed. The Surly, it's funny because um, like, one of the reasons I bought it was because I was like, this will be the last bike I ever have to buy. And then, you know... Circa- Someone stole it. <laughs> no, well, not even that. Circa eight years later, you're like, God, it would be really nice to be able to justify another bike, but I still can't. No. <laughs> no, but I, you know the while we're on the subject the uh of surly the the thing that kept me away from it for a little while and uh and uh dave down at river city really uh schooled me uh, oh yeah yeah i was like you know i'm this i'm, I'm doing my whole purist uh, yeah i don't the disc i don't know you know i'm just it's so, gotta be rim brakes yeah, yeah and you know i'm just doing my there's still a lot of like old school tours right. that are well, like yeah it's gotta it, be rim you know? brakes and i was that guy on the porch right yeah i remember when <laughs> <laughs> and uh, david so he looked at me he goes, what's your what's your trepidation here joe you're in the northwest you know this is this you're lucky to still be here riding all that crap that you've been <laughs> you need some disc brakes um and, and I finally, I said, well, you know, I'm out there. What if it breaks on me? He goes, Joe, if this thing breaks beyond what you can repair it, the simple parts, this is so good and solid that if it breaks, they're taking you in an ambulance or a hearst uh, anyway. Uh, so right you, need to, yeah. you need to just let that go. And he is right. He was right. I have not had uh, a moment's worry with the with the disc break. And I, um, 
Yeah, I'm a convert. Mm-hmm. I, as far as maintenance goes, I will work on anyone's disc brakes any time of day. But if you got rim brakes and you want me to work on them, you better be buying me dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I used to think, uh, you know, that I was Mister. Uh, well, I never thought I was Mister. Brake because I hate brakes, but <laughs> I hate working on them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I like them just fine when I need them on the road, but. Uh, I'm with you. The discs are so much easier. So much easier too. to work so, with. Yeah. So and listen, Surly, if you're listening, there's three guys here. If you want to, we're, we're plugging <laughs> the hell out of you. Right on. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Did I mention what jersey I'm wearing right now? Say. Oh shoot. Merino Look wool Surly jersey. Look at full you. sleeves. In Do the they fold. make underwear? In I'm wearing fold. your underwear, <laughs> Surly. <laughs> If they made it, I would totally – honestly, you could stamp Surly on just about anything, and I would probably buy it if it was, like, within yeah. my, my purview. Well, you know – I don't need these 46C tires. I just decided I – Of all the bike brands in the world. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, well, we were going to talk about at some point uh, the fact that um, that for about a year there, I wasn't riding my Surly much or, or yes. any mm-hmm. any bike at all. And uh, – you know, I'm not segueing. So, but no, no, that's fine. Let's so get into it. The last time you were on, though, we talked a little bit about, uh, say it again. Yeah, what, my what hereditary hemochromatosis. Hemochromatosis. And I was, and I was yes. doing great. Uh, you know, I, I was I was diagnosed about four and a half years ago, and it's um it, it's a genetic disorder. It's the most common, uh, deadly, undiagnosed genetic disorder in the world. Oh wow! One in two hundred people are walking around with it. One in nine are carriers and uh people like patrick one in nine people are carriers that's a lot and and you can load iron as a carrier so many of the people in this world that are dying in their 40s and 50s of heart attacks and pancreatic cancer and and different cancers and liver failure especially um and heart attacks and you're going like what the hell that person was yeah it's it's the Hemochromatosis is not diagnosed. It's the end case presenting illnesses that are, are mm. oh, that get that you and that do they it. don't yeah. ever get back to, oh, what's the source? They just treat you what you're suffering from. As it presents. Right. And I fortunately uh, got physicals every year and, and I should have been dead. Uh, the iron level was such that I, um, I should definitely not be here. Mm. But, uh, as my doctors like to say, especially after this last year, I'm hard to kill. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's probably all that bike riding. Well, uh, they said you know you're a pretty high caliber athlete. You um you weren't a drinker or a smoker, and you ate fairly well. And that's four out of five cards if you're going to play the stud, right? And uh, but that fifth card's going to get you every time. Hmm. And we talked about that last time. And I was, you know, I was I thought I dodged the bullet completely, right? Um, and I they had they had the treatment for it is phlebotomy. So there's no money in it for the medical industry. They treat you and, um, and send you back on home. You get bled every week and a half. I was going to so. say they, they do a transfusion or they no, just no, it's take not blood. a Keith Richards thing. You can't oh, just, okay. it's not a blood disorder. It's a, um, genetic disorder that, um, uh, allows iron to accumulate in anything beyond your daily allowance. When mm-hmm. the mutation switches on in sort of your forties, usually, um, it starts to build up in your, your organs and tissues. And so the only way to get it out is to bleed you, which forces your body to be starved for blood, makes new blood. They don't put anything back in, okay. makes new blood. And in the process of making the new blood, it looks around to oxygenate the blood 
needs the iron to oxygenate oh. the blood, and it leaches sort of like it. divides it out right. in a way. Mm-hmm. It okay. sort of sorts it, and it, yeah. it leaches it. The solution it. So, to pollution is dilution. That's right. So, but you can't uh, you can't get out all at once. It has to be over the course of right. fifteen or sixteen months of these. You know, it's like a gunshot wound a week. They Yikes. take a pint a week. Now think about, Damn. you know, you're getting uh, blood taken every 56 or 60 days if you're a regular donor. To, uh, to, right, mm-hmm. right. And, and, and think they, about they that won't let every, you do- donate no. if you're like within that. But you got that. hemochromatosis yeah. and your iron's at 3,000. They're like, you know. Wow. Bleed, baby, bleed. Wow. <laughs> so, so that, so but, that but, was that was quite some... A long journey, of, right? Of and that was the to... journey to that, and it was I was doing great, and I I thought I was I was good. I wasn't going to need to be bled anymore for every three to six months. And then summer before last, uh, I, I just something got in because it's a it's an opportunistic uh, yeah. your your immune system is compromised in in that state of being bled every week and right and uh, whatever got me, it just took my energy away. It caused a histamine response where I couldn't swallow very well, so I wasn't eating. I was sleeping two or three hours a night and uh, and losing weight, and uh, it was a it was a it was a disaster. Yeah. I mean, it really was a pivotal point in my life where um I ended up in the hospital six or seven times. Uh, and they they ever figure out what it was? No, just- no, they had diagnosed with six or seven different things, uh, mm. chronic fatigue. You know, I mean, they had all different. Sure. They were all over the map. It could have been any one of those or all of those or something totally or different. Or just a virus, yeah. an encephalitis, yeah. or whatever it was, uh, looked like it was going to be the death of me. And, yeah. um, and so it, it took me off the bike. Uh, I was on the bike. I could ride like a couple of blocks and then I just have to lay down for three oh, wow. hours. And you're talking about a guy who pulled his children and, and, Dad's ashes across the, the Rockies, right? and and my whole family, you know, kids and bike gear and eighteen feet in mud, sweat, and gears of bike, and across Canada. So you know, I got two hundred thousand miles, Australia, New Zealand, all. I'm not trying to measure things here because the miles aren't important, but. I'm just putting that out to the stamina that I came into this with, and hmm. and I really do think um, that's partially why I'm still here. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and, and not to be melodramatic, but it really, I walked with death for seven sure. or eight months. I kind of minimized it. At a certain point, I didn't. I stopped minimizing because I just went to ground. People didn't hear from me. Hmm. You, know, you can see on my Facebook, there's no There's post. like a gap. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, you either, um, you come to terms with some of that stuff and you just breathe in, breathe out and. And, uh, you know, I've had such a good life, you guys. I've, I've had, um, you know, there's eight books of experiences that I've written right. about and, uh, and life's been good to me. And so I got to that point where I realized, um, fuck, I, I, I'm not done. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not done sharing. I'm not done connecting with people. I'm not done in the saddle or out of the saddle. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the hardest part was that, you know, they practiced medicine. So they practiced putting me on, um, this, uh, cousin of opioids that, uh, contributed to Tom Petty and Prince and a number of others, a hundred thousand trips to the emergency room on, right. on some of these, uh, benzene, uh, drugs. And they put me on such a high dose because I was situationally anxiety. Um, cause when you can't swallow, when you're yeah. drowning on 
dry land, it, it tends to make you a little anxious. I would okay. imagine so. Uh, yeah. But, you know, they rather than – long story short, they, they compounded the problem quite a bit. And so they gave me a preoperative sedative at a dose that would drug an elephant. And, yeah. And wow. so this, this also put me in a bad place. Long story short, you know, it changed my life. But, um, you know, stronger in the broken places. I uh, I came out of it uh, somehow. Uh, and mm-hmm. in the middle of all that, my marriage ended. Right. And so uh, it's been a couple of rough years. <laughs> a little bit. But uh, you know what? I'm not trying to. No, no, no. This no, isn't a I you, psychology today uh, program. <laughs> but I only bring all that up to say that uh, that. I wasn't done in and out of the saddle, mm-hmm. and um, and one of the things was I was in the middle of writing this this really uh, amazing my first historical nonfiction book. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier. Uh, you, it's called Lightning in the Saddle. Yeah, Lightning in a Saddle, and it's the, uh, the subtitle is The Long Untamed Life of Evelyn Hamilton, <laughs> and uh, she was this uh, this badass Amazonian warrior princess of the Susan B. Anthony, just post-Susan B. Anthony era in Britain. She was born in 1906. She came to sort of uh, fruition in her in the 20s and 30s, and she was just lighting in a saddle. She was faster than the men. Her unofficial times, because the patriarchal system uh, in Britain, as in America in 2018, uh, will, you know, find all kinds of reasons to, uh, uh, belittle and, and put down and, and keep in, in their place, sure. uh, women. Flat out discredit. Yeah. <laughs> so that being said, uh, you know, same as it ever was, but this story is very timely because she went a thousand miles in 84 hours in, in oh, the wow. saddle hmm. riding. Um, she set the, the half, um, mile sprint record uh at paddington track uh she won the sporting life award and he really i mean it was ridiculous the emperor's clothes just pretending that she wasn't as fast as as oh, the right. top contenders hmm. uh and uh it's like but we got a photograph of her right. ahead well, of everybody. Well, well, I mean, no she wasn't it was simple <laughs> math they kept the yeah. official records in um in, for the men and they kept a ledger of unofficial records which everybody could just match up right but they weren't official so officially somebody else went a thousand miles in um in 22 hours uh, (laughs) longer (laughs) right and that was the official record 10 years later in australia at any rate um was it sort of a hidalgo scoot over moment yeah it completely it was very this story would be uh, a, a sea biscuit without the second act. And the first mm. act is that she did everything. Um, she was, she was vivacious and beautiful, um, physically and, um, and very, uh, personable. And she just pushed and pushed and pushed in a very friendly way to, uh, get herself to be allowed to race in the Tour de France. And they, crickets they wouldn't let her uh, right. it was ridiculous she went the, the queen of england the prime minister the labor head of labor came out to thousands of people saw her off when she went from mm-hmm. the lowest point in england uh john groats to land's end uh, oh, yeah. in in seven days she was in she was a film the stunt double for gracie fields and mm-hmm. uh sing as we go a bike themed movie and 
she was a darling of the British newsreels. They made all kinds of, um, I have, you know, video of her. Right. And, uh, all of this would have been, uh, I mean, the, the winner of the 1923 Tour de France, Henry Pelsier, he's who gave me the title of the, the book. He said publicly, uh, at one of these, um, record breaking events, he said, it's just lucky that, uh, you boys uh, don't have to race against Evelyn Hamilton. You're plow horses. This is my competition. She's lightning in a saddle. <laughs> wow. And uh, and so all of that, she not only she became the godmother of cyclocross because she's put together 200 women riding hill and dill and through frozen water and <laughs> over dirt and everything else. She just put it there with her in this bright signature jersey sweater so that because uh, she used all her juice to get the the newsreels to come out so that she could prove to the Tour de France, listen, I, this isn't road riding. I can do this. Right. And in the process of putting that kind of Barnum and Bailey event together, she launched cyclocross in Europe for women. That's wow. amazing. Um, she was the first, uh, she was the first uh, woman, uh, first anybody spokesperson for wind trainer rollers. She was the first spokesperson uh, for recumbent bicycles. She opened her own shop in downtown uh, London on Hall Street. All of this is an amazing story. Until we get to the inglorious bastards part of this story. Which is? Which is that um, she lived and loved and rode on her own terms. And and she had been teamed up with uh, uh, Claude Butler, the king of the lightweights. He was the largest bike manufacturer in Europe. He'd throw these dues they called them they were like opening a new car uh line of cars each year and he'd rent a castle and he would they'd ride the bikes into the pool and they'd they just have big bands and flappers hmm. and oh, the whole yeah. nine okay. yards and and she got her own line of bicycles after she set these records and at a certain point uh she and claude even though she was married to to another gentleman she and claude kind of teamed up she sponsored she was sponsored by him but they teamed up over about eight year period and and she needed to get away from, she realized she didn't love, you know, she had a best friend and she had a lot of fun with a, with an ambitious um, sort of promoter. But she realized she had to get out of town. She had to take a little sojourn. So uh-huh. what does she do? She goes 10,000 miles in 93 days, makes it, a, <laughs> makes it another record setting. Right? Um, and, but she's really out there trying to figure out her life. Uh-huh. And at that point, uh, this regional war was kicking in. And the races were drying up. She won 50 races in six years. Her really her only competition was the clock and herself. She was in the wrong category. She should have been racing right. the men hmm. or anybody that was fast as her. Was there ever a time that she was in any of her endeavors sort of let into the establishment as an example of inclusion or was she just outcast? For- well, no, they let her in by letting her be on the, I mean, she was in the movie. She was huh. all the spokespeople. She, she could have just rest on Laurel. She made a lot of money on the bicycles, right. line of bicycles, the Miss Modern model. So for the times there was just, I mean, the, the, the video of the Plath newsreels, it's just sexist from top to bottom. Hmm. The comments, uh, as they're, you know, narrating this. Oh, I can, um, yeah, but I can imagine. It's, it, it, in that sense, she was acknowledged. Okay. There was no way to not acknowledge her. Mm-hmm. But was she let in? No. She okay. was never let, allowed to race against the men, which was ridiculous. I mean, it, it, it's an amazing story in that she goes over to France and, uh, eventually 
ends up in the big ball of death, sort of the precursor to Circus Delay in downtown Paris. She's in a skeleton costume, phosphorescent bones on the outside of the tight leotards. Uh And she and these other women are riding this big ball of death, metal balls, bicycles, (laughs) when the Germans come through with the tanks. Oh, man. She just gets out of the big top, outruns it. So here she is on a bicycle going deeper into France in a skeleton costume. A little sidebar to that part of the story. Here comes Margaret and R.A. Ray and Curious George on their built bicycle. There's a whole museum about this. Yeah. Um, they're fleeing the Nazis, and they are riding in the opposite direction to try and get on a train in Spain. They've got a manuscript about a monkey and a little stuffed monkey on their oh, homemade okay. bicycles. Oh, yeah. Wow. And I don't have documentation that they pat, but they were going in opposite but directions they, on the same had day. To. One has to right. yeah. Yeah. Here goes the monkey and the skeleton in opposite huh. directions. Huh. So Evelyn could have gotten out of France. But Instead, didn't. she goes deeper into France. Oh. She bums around. She's taking risks and she gets recruited by the French resistance because she looks so much like a bistro owner hmm. of a Gestapo hangout months later uh-huh. that was blown up in, by a un, undetonated ordinance while she was out picking mushrooms. Oh. Hmm. So now she assumes the name. And it's interesting. Her middle name was Alice, hmm. and the bistro owner's name was Alice. So she's okay. assumed this yeah. bistro owner's name. Huh. They all play along, and this becomes – she goes high up in the French resistance. They will take the – information about troop movements and everything they listen into the gestapo's talking at lunchtime and they would slip it up under as an order spin it around alice quote unquote yeah. would code it and put it in her handlebars <laughs> three years before gino bartoli in fact bartoli says she got the idea oh really from evelyn hamilton Damn. oh my gosh so she would take um be this winsome young so, french woman so out. also the mother of of bike messengers yes 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 oh brother. My gosh. so i hadn't thought of that one <laughs> you just gave me another tagline <laughs> so uh she uh goes off and uh and uh and then that just makes bike messengers like that much more badass yes so Sorry. she does this for three or four years has a child with her war husband um, who's high up in the French resistance, uh, Tony Ferdinand and, uh, Helson. And he, uh, they, you know, they, they're printing papers above the bistro. They're, they're doing all the stuff. They have so much actual intelligence going back to England that de Gaulle and Churchill would meet in her bike shop in downtown oh, London wow. to plan certain things. So. Earlier, before we were recording, you mentioned like you were you were doing research, and just in passing, you mentioned like yeah, and I was I was reading like redacted, you know, government government British papers, secret, or, yeah, secret service, yeah, uh, it, redacted secret service documents. Yeah, it's and, an amazing and at first story. I was like, I was like, oh, okay, so Joe's Joe's embellishing the story a bit. You are not embellishing. No, that story. here's the you thing, really you guys, did. She really was part of the. Everybody knows me yeah. as the metal cowboy, and and I I have to uh, fight. This, I mean, there's video of me being chased by a 12,000 pound elephant across Africa. <laughs> right? So when people say, oh, come on, Joe, uh, well, the stuff seems too, uh, too good to be true. true. So to speak. And yeah. I've just, I have had people email me and say, hey, I rode the kids across Nicaragua and not a lot happened. And I'll be like, hey, I pedaled the boys downtown and all hell broke loose. <laughs> it's just how my life is. And, um, Sure, it's how I uh, filter through my twisted sensibilities, but I was an award-winning journalist before Metal Cowboy. I was right. uh, mm-hmm. 
a daily newspaper writer. I had, um, so, uh, you know, I know how to do research and I know how to, uh, write a straight, um, historical nonfiction. What I haven't done is write straight historical nonfiction in this book. The disclaimer here is that everything happened and it's very well researched, but I chose to write it in a, in a very dramatic retelling, mm-hmm. uh, without, um, you know, making anything up except right. we've, we've rebuilt dialogue and we've, we've, um, we've looked at so much, we, me and the people in my head, uh, <laughs> and, and I think of them as a lot of people because all the research I've interviewed and, and journals and, and private collections of photos from, from, uh, family members and, and, you know, ancestry.com. I just, it was a, a literary global treasure hunt. Hmm. So what I've done with that is expanded beyond, you know, what all, all, everything happened, all the scenes in the, in the book happened. It's just recreating dialogue so that it feels, um, dramatic. And like, some of the yeah. dr- dialogue is directly, um, quotes like that lightning in a saddle title or when Evelyn was, uh, questioned years later about, why she just didn't get out of France. Hmm. Uh, she said, well, I would have, but then I found out Hitler wasn't a cyclist. So I <laughs> vowed to do my part to bring him down. Oh, right. Like, <laughs> she was a badass. And the saddest Un- part- Unknown badass quotes of history. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the key word there uh, is that you pointed out is unknown. This was going to be lost to the sands of time. Hmm. And, and I've looked at this and lived with this for a, a long time doing the book. And I tried to, to give the benefit of the doubt. And the bottom line is it was straight out misogyny and was, sexism yeah. and, um, it's just fucked up. And, uh, and it's a timely story because if we, if we look at something as history being dead and just something that you peruse and, and time machine back to, that's one thing. But I look at it as a way to navigate our, our, best futures Hmm. uh and and so this is a living breathing legacy project for me right on um and and for me it says uh you get beyond your ambition she was a really ambitious person and she banged up against the 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 wall for so long and then she fought and and helped save a country Right, France that would not let her race in their <laughs> biggest race. Wow. in their yeah in their signature race, and so yeah. to me, she supersedes and 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 rose above, you know the the baser parts of our and and the beautiful parts of ambition, but she raised above that and became a beacon for humanity, and it's not um a stretch to say that that she played a part in saving, um the world in 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 world war ii right i say that because when she was stopped and that it's what opens the the book and what is what opens the screenplay and the screenplay has been optioned oh right? nice so um i don't know if it'll get made but i'd love to see it get made well the book will probably help predate sure. that but at any rate uh she was stopped at a a, a post uh, one lone sort of specimen of hitler's army and he's got a machine gun there and he 
he stops her and she's on a road that she won a race in 1938. She's in a sundress and it's late August and mm. she's not worried at all. Her papers are perfect. They print the damn things up above the bistro. Right. And she's been doing this for four years. She's not in any way and she's a badass. So she rolls up and she gives him the papers and he just tucks them away and says, Guten Tag, Gladys. Huh? Gladys is her nickname for mm-hmm. the British newsreel. Somebody has sold her out. Hmm. And there's a moment where she knows. Right. But she asks for a smoke. And she's sizing him up. She doesn't smoke, but she's seeing how fearful he is of her. Hmm. He gives her the whole pack. Oh, so they wow. have this moment. She hands it back, and, and they're both smoking. And it's this moment of just disgusting mock civility where they're overlooking these beautiful fields that are being fed to an occupied army, paid for with the teeth and the bones and the wallets pickpocketed from the ghosts of the gas chambers. Right. And so she looks at him and says, does it end here or later? Because she knows what's, what's yeah. happening. <laughs> and he says nothing. He just blows smoke and smiles and says, do I call you Gladys or Evelyn? She blows some smoke and she says, my friends call me Gladys. He taps his cigarette, long pause, pulls on it and says, Evelyn, it is then. Hmm. Oh, damn. And she knows where she stands. Yeah. But here's the amazing part. Evelyn Hamilton kept a one-shot Derringer in the bun of her blonde braided hair. Nice. And you'll see that braid in all the pictures and all uh-huh. the videos of, our, of her. And Is that you? That's oh, yeah. Me. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's all good. <laughs> so, it's, it's interesting because with the headphones on, I couldn't yeah, pinpoint yeah. where no it was worries. coming from. I was like, <laughs> no, that was where? Evelyn. That was Evelyn being called during the moment. <laughs> but on, but in on. the end, um, she's standing there. Yeah. And, and he doesn't know hmm. that she's got a... Sh- right. Uh, Darren. She's got a chance. And she has to decide if it ends now mm-hmm. or takes a shot. And she looks back at that bicycle and she, she must have figured, ah, I got more light. I got more miles in these legs. Right. And in her journal, it's, a, she it's said, a road that she's raced on. Yes. Yeah. And so she looks at him and she plays with, the, plays with her hair and just is thinking about, as she says in her, her journal, you know, it's pull, draw, shoot. There's no, it's just one motion. Yep. And she's practiced this so many times, but mm-hmm. she says it's a whole other animal in the wild. And I mean, 99 of, out of a hundred of us would not, would not yeah. have it to pull that. I mean, that whole good guy with a gun nonsense that we, we perpetrate. I mean, it's, here, it's a total myth. It's yeah. a myth. Uh, you know, there's, there's one out of a hundred that's going to pull that off. And she just plays the vulnerable, sad, desperate woman. Uh huh. As she's playing with her hair, smoking that cigarette, and waiting for just the right moment. And she pulls, draws, and shoots. And we go back to when she's 12 years old, riding with her brothers. Oh, wow. Outside of England. What a great opening. Pool, yeah, yeah. Swimming hole. So, yeah, it's... Um, he should have gone with Gladys. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. You know? I like yeah. it. <laughs> At any rate, it's a hell of a story, and I hope I've told it with some style. And I've tried to get to the truth of it. And um, 
and it's a it's it's legacy work for yeah. me. Hmm. I mean, I'm really. Uh, somebody said, "Well, what about all your other books?" And I'm really super proud of the 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 life I've lived as far as uh, the roads I've uh, I've taken. The I mean, we've all got regrets, but the roads I've taken and the the connections I've had, I wouldn't change any of that. And that's right. one of the things when I walked with death there for seven or eight months uh, and i'm i'm not trying to be melodramatic but i really you know no, you you yeah. make some evaluations when it's just breathe in breathe out and it was never that i regretted the time that i've had and the choices and the people and the children and and my life i just wanted more of it right not done well it's interesting to me that in in describing the opening of your, of your new book lightning in the saddle um you mentioned she's at this sort of point where she's also kind of looking death in the face and is deciding, well, I still got some more time. I, there, there's still more life. That <laughs> and I you nailed live. it on the head. And, and I, I just want to like draw out that parallel, you know, and maybe, maybe this is sort of, uh, 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 a little too obvious or making it too obvious for people, but I just want to draw out that parallel that you also had that moment. Hundred you know, percent. Be- before or while writing this book, you know, you still have this well, moment of like, there's still more mileage I want to get out of here. And that's um, sort of pivotal in in this book in that I'd only written half the book when I got really sick. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, and I'm not, uh, I'm not religious. I'm spiritual, and you know, the creative powers of the universe are out there, and what happens happens. Right. But for me. I realized, and, and she was a talisman for me to get back up. You know, it's, it's funny that the book previous to my getting sick was called A Guide to Falling Down in Public. Oh, yeah. And the tagline for it was, we all fall down physically and emotionally. And, and it's how you, it's how you get up with either style and grace and humor or, or just get the hell back up that sort of sets the, the, path of your life for the rest of the time that remains yeah. and what i thought during the worst of it was if i die evelyn dies twice hmm. and i just couldn't have that right so on. so this is a real important project to me and um and you know uh, part of it is that we're going to be giving uh, a piece of it to um adventure cycling the profits. We're going to be giving a piece of the profits to um, the Inga Thompson Foundation. Inga Thompson is a, a friend of mine, but uh, I've gotten to know over the course of this book. She is the Ing- the Evelyn Hamilton of our generation. Oh yeah, she was the Seven Eleven team. She was a ten time uh, national uh, road champion. She was as fast as the men, and she's my age. She's exactly my age, and we have we have. Uh, Different miles, but lots of miles yeah. uh, over the same period of time. And both of us, uh, you know, were alive when Evelyn Hamilton lived to be 100 years old. Hmm. She lived to until uh, she was 2005. Had you known about her back no. at that time? No, okay. and that's where this book is. is or, you or you hit her. it on the head, Aaron, in that the book, I was writing it as straight her story. And... Um, some of the folks that were reading the screenplay said, you know, the most interesting duality here is you're getting sick and your hemochromatosis and your parallels 
where she didn't get to keep her children. You have boys. And she had boys. You had these miles. You did touring. You did uh, Broken Down Racer for a little bit. And, and there's so, I couldn't, I wouldn't hold a candle to Evelyn Hamilton. I mean, in the saddle, I wouldn't. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm clearly human enough to just <laughs> <laughs> laugh about it. Right, right. And and riding with uh, Inga Thompson, um, there was a moment, and she does this thing with her hands when she, when she gets ready to get up on the. I mean, this was a woman who medaled in the in the oh, yeah. Olympics, and uh, riding with her last summer after I got better. Um, there was a moment where I saw the hands when she starts to crank back and forth and stand up in the saddle. I was done for. <laughs> uh, we were climbing up out of the same river. <laughs> and, and she was just, I'm gone. You right, know, yeah. six switchbacks, uh, <laughs> yeah. gone. Mm-hmm. And um, there's just beauty in knowing you're riding with dangerous animals, even when uh, they're, uh, you know, past their prime. Yeah. And in other ways, I'm still a very dangerous animal. I don't have the restlessness that I had. I have a much more of a, um, of a focus and, uh, a permanent gratitude because we were talking about this yeah. uh, before we got on air, but you dodge a car accident, you dodge something and you have a, a, a stretch of time where the world looks different to you. There's, there's a lightness in your step. There's a not sweating the small things. Sure. And, um, and that goes away. And I, um, I'm at a place where, where I hope it never goes away, but it isn't. It isn't yeah. going away uh, months later hmm. of a, a sense of, um, you know, I'm happy to be here and how can I help? Yeah. So. It's amazing. I, yes. So is this book out yet? Is it coming no, out? No, it's, okay. it's coming out very soon. Okay. It's going to come out in ebook form and then book form. And the publishers have said, you know, you got to, we, we got to drag our asses with the timeline okay. because they always do the yeah. traditional publishing. Hmm. But they've said, no, you can, they've stepped it up, but you can put out the ebook. Uh, and so that's what's happening, uh, in the next couple months. Uh, okay. and people have pre-ordered the book, excuse me, and they pre-ordered the book. And so what the pre-orders get you is both the ebook and the book book. Oh, nice. Gotcha. For one price. So you can go on metalcowboy.com and, you know, uh, you certainly can listen. You can send a bike to metalcowboy.com too. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, I tease. Um, hey, but you don't know unless you ask, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, you said that. Do I, what did car talk? You say that duh, a coconut. You can send that to the address wrapped in a $20 bill. Um, so you can go there and pre-order the book and, um, and it's done. So if I awesome. drop dead tomorrow awesome. or get hit in traffic, you'll get the book. Uh, so well, uh, I hope you don't. Yeah, I, listen, I'm like that cockroach that. you dropped the phone book on in Florida, and it just the phone book starts moving. <laughs> 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 I'm not going right. anywhere, people. Right they tried. My doctor actually did say he looked at the charts and our new doctor, and he said, "But we did our best to try and kill you, but you apparently you you're just hard keep to kill." Back. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you're well, hard I'm glad. to kill. I'm glad and. Yeah, excited to read this book. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it's out. I'm glad it's finished. Yeah, and, and I don't wait. We may have run out of time, but I wanted to talk local about the um the job that I kind of. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, I uh, when I got healthy, uh, I looked around and thought, how can I make uh, some more legacy beyond this book legacy? How can I make some legacy here locally? And uh, you know, the suburbs. It's like John Snow on the wall. Uh, it's time to go out there and, and, uh, there's great things happening out there hmm. for the bike, but it is, um, 
it's the right place for me to take a stand. Yeah. And, uh, and so I took the position of the executive director of, uh, of Washington County. Uh, so it's Washco Bikes. We've rebranded as Washco Bikes. We're the, we're the BTA, uh, street trust of, of, of Washington six, County. Right. Yeah. So 16 cities out there. And the things we're bringing out there since I've taken the helm are, uh, we're bringing, um, Sunday Parkways, working with everybody at, um, uh, here with Ian and, and Alexis and everybody, uh, to bring that franchise over the Washington County version. Mm. And it'll be massaged for the communities. It won't be just one size fits all. Right. We're looking at, um, how people use the Fano Creek and how they use the trails and the roads and the, and the cities and so, and the communities and how they're shaped so that we, but we're going to have a Sunday Parkways pilot program in 2020 in, um, in Beaverton, Tualatin, Tiger, kind of loop there, a little tight seven or eight miles. Oh, of that's connects. great. Yeah. And then we're going to have a Hillsboro ride. Nice. And then eventually, um, expanded out to Wilsonville and Lake O and, um, and, uh, Forest Grove, the Banks Vernonia. And we're going to do all kinds of great stuff with the Sunday Parkways. We already have a summer camp and a community bike, um, repair shop out there in Hillsboro and camps all over the, the county that we're expanding with my camp creative background. Oh, okay. With yeah. our summer bike camps to bring yeah. a lot more, um, uh, not just skills and safety on bike, but a lot more, um, creative arts and science and mm. writing and journaling and, and trips that, uh, all of it done on a bike. We're going to bring, we're, we're targeting a, a week of diabetes prevention for adults and, and diabetes management. We're doing a big kids camp uh, with a average person Olympics and, uh, we're going to be doing, um, a family camp uh, in addition to the summer camps we have for the one week camps we have for the kids. And then, um, right now, the big launch, uh, this, this I'm doing right now, I've been doing for a while is our adopt a bike program. Uh, we do a couple hundred bikes to, uh, students and, uh, we're adding, um, uh, we're screening, uh, vets who need, uh, not doctor vet with pets, but, Veterans. veterans. That, yeah. um, How I propose that it's Veterans yeah. Day, right? Yeah. On Veterans Day, uh, let's talk about this. That we're uh, we're looking to get bikes into the uh, legs of uh, veterans that can use them for for rehab and exercise and oh, commutes great. and um, and uh, and low income families as well. So we're we're putting uh, these adopted bikes. We're going beyond not taking away. We're still doing expanding our kids programming at sure. schools. We're doing yeah. seven schools out there in Beaverton and Forest Grove and um Hillsboro. Mm-hmm. And uh and then the the programs we're adding on. We're doing a diversity uh apprentice program for mechanics. We're sending some uh we're identifying um you know Latino and and Hispanic I mean uh and Asian and uh, other minority uh, people of color, mm-hmm. uh, anybody that we can, we can work with to get that has an affinity and an interest in um, uh, being a mechanic, and we're mm-hmm. apprenticing them at our shop and sending them on a scholarship to UBI. Oh, that's and, great! Um, yeah, and then they don't owe us anything. It's not an indentured program, right? <laughs> it's uh, we're very much uh, want them to. It's just know, if they show interest and aptitude. Right. And, we'll and train right them and work with them. And then that sort of dovetails into where we're expanding our uh, community bicycle repair and, mm-hmm. and shops out there. We want to be, kind of be the the goodwill of bikes with the rehab and the, the service, not just putting a bike out there, but not mm-hmm. as is only, but all mm-hmm. kinds of really 
and it's going great guns in Hillsborough. So we want to expand that out to some of the other cities. And so we'll mm-hmm. hopefully have spots for those mechanics, but we'll also do some job placement for them. Oh, so, great. you know, uh, you guys, you knew me here and I've always been high energy. So, yeah. it's, so when I, when I realized, well, you know, it's like, Monty Python. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> um, uh, just I brush myself up. Just a flesh yeah. wound. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, a little more than a flesh wound, but I've learned to, uh, to, um, you know, I've learned that, uh, I, I still wanted to, as a friend of mine, a uh, writer named Mark Russell pointed out today when, um, when Stan Lee passed away, he pointed oh, yeah. out, uh, you know, cause he writes comics. Yep. Uh, Mark Russell said, you know, Stan Lee, in, in the way he reached out to fans and in his letters to his fans and in, in the backs of his comic books. And it was the first time that, that Mark really saw that he, in his own writing as a kid and aspiring to be, that he could, um, it was a way to navigate, uh, how he could matter to the world as a human being in addition to being a writer and how the world, letting the world know how it mattered to him mm-hmm. um and i think that's a really that's sort of a fight song for me yeah you know i'm still here to to um to really help and cultivate in a dark time in our our present society uh to help all the things that matter to me and to feel that i matter to the world right well, I would I would yeah. say on that note, as a former uh, Forest Grove resident, thank you. You're welcome, brother. <laughs> we, we could use some of that out there. <laughs> yes, and I, I see you brought in Metal Cowboy. Uh, I did, yeah. So the 10th anniversary edition. What's that all about? Dan? Oh, That's so what? it's it was. Uh, you know, you were coming up on the show, and I was looking back, and I was realizing that you were um, present during the very first filmed by bike that I ever attended, which kind of started it all. And I've I've gone on to do to do and Wait, continue as an attendee. As an yeah, back, I don't even back remember you was, as an attendee. <laughs> yeah, for we're talking, filmed by bike. Uh, was this down at a Clinton? Clinton Theater? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a nice show there. Indeed. No. It, it, well, it was you know set me in love with the program um <laughs> well, i'm glad and, to hear that and i've got your inscription in here and i i just wanted to say thanks for that oh so, you're welcome um you and, know. and it's really nice i mean it, it's a real it's a wonderful life uh moment when uh, you know i didn't know how much um uh, of impact you when you're lying dying literally sure. feeling like you're dying for months you don't know that you've had an imp- you don't know what impact you've had on uh, on this world and um and we're all just here for a little bit. Sure. And, and I don't uh, know if we'll ever really know. No, from, and you, you won't. Know, yeah. And I let all that go. Uh, I, I came to a different place. I really just wanted to um, not die so I could finish Evelyn Hamilton <laughs> yeah. and so that I could see my kids grow up. And um, Well, don't stop now. No, no. <laughs> okay. And feel, um, and, and feel the feels again yeah. in the world. And, and, and when things like music came back, I wept in the shower when yeah. I was able to listen to music again and not crawl out of my skin right and and be able to the first time i danced on the pedals again Hmm. oh man you know it's five years old again yeah Yeah. and uh and so the first time people are like where where have you been and and you know uh, you know they it it made me feel like a bit like jimmy stewart a little moment of you know, well, you know, I wasn't forgotten. And um, and that's like you were saying, it's a little bit of vanity. But I'd rather turn it and channel it towards, uh, you know, I had some prayers answered, whatever you want to call it. I'm still here. Yep. Um, 
I'd like to be the answer to some other people's prayers. Yeah. And yeah. That sort of, it's, it's good to know you matter, but I think, I think in the end to let the world know that it matters. Exactly. The and, people around you. And that's and, why I thank yeah. you, Mark Russell, that, um, that little yeah. mantra today that he wrote a tribute to Stan Lee and mm-hmm. to finish it with that, um, that he was taught to, um, to look at, um, you know, what you just said, Aaron. Yeah. It's beautiful. Awesome. Um, well, would you like to stick around for our news and mail? Sure. Awesome. Sure. Right. Right. And feel free to join us in. Yes, please. But first off, I love, I love, I love, I love don't, don't ever use that. Don't worry, Tim. We will. And we'll continue to and do we so. Always will. With your lovely voice. <laughs> you, know, you know, I was going to read the calendar, but the thought occurred to me that I was thirsty and I just happened to sip a wonderful sip of this Terminal Gravity Brewing Festive Ale, courtesy of Terminal Gravity in Enterprise, Oregon. But really, let's be honest. Courtesy of Terminal Brewing or? Courtesy of the Beer the Mongers. The Beer Mongers on Southeast Division in 12. Yes. Thank Thanks. you so much. And I am enjoying this Lionheart Raspberry Harvest. Cheers. Very, very tart, dry, never sweet. Excellent. Just the way you like it. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, the Beer Mongers, as always. And now... With our calendar, the second Thursday of every month, the Joyful Riders Club in Minneapolis. The second Friday of every month, the Boston Bike Party. Also the second Friday of every month, the Indianapolis Bike Party. Also also the second Friday of every month, the East Bay Bike Party. The last Friday of every month, the Baltimore Bike Party. Every second Sunday of every month here in Portland, and also yesterday, the Corvidai Bike Club Ride. <laughs> November 19th. Uh, October 29th. Oh, yes, this is right. <laughs> so, on November 19th, the rescheduled P-Town Scooter Throwdown. I did ride a scooter this week, too, which is pretty oh, fun. Oh, really? Oh, yes. I, I finally was it installed the time? app. It wasn't my first time, but it was my first time spending money on such an endeavor. Okay. <laughs> much much uh, funner way to go downtown with your friend who's in Portland for only two days. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll put it out there. Um, So, the Scooter Throwdown, no- November... <laughs> 19th i should just kill october 29th yeah i was trying to be funny no november I love it. 19th is october 29th p-town school yes and if it gets postponed a third time you can bet we'll read all three in sequence <laughs> november 22nd the pdx thanksgiving dead streets ride i just found this on the shift list oh, uh, yeah. put together by our good friend scott bachelor mm-hmm. it is uh, meet at city hall here in portland uh at 9 30 a.m and ride all the empty streets because Portland's a ghost town on the holidays. True story. <laughs> yeah, that's it's really fun. Actually, I've not done an official ghost ride, but I have been in downtown in uh, or on on said holidays. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's Christmas swell. and New Year's Day. It's are really also kind of like that. It's a treat. Okay. What 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 was that, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> November twenty fourth, Cranksgiving. That's at Nomad Bikes uh, here in town at fifty eight twenty Northeast Sandy Boulevard, and it's. Um, gonna benefit Portland Street Medicine this year. Uh, there will be prizes and details coming soon. And Portland Street Medicine, uh, will be a guest coming up pretty soon here too. Ooh. I'm very excited. Uh, I don't know if, have we talked about them yet? I don't think so. This is a group of, uh, doctors, nurses, and lay people who, uh, go out and provide, uh, medical care to people living outside. Mm. Um, and, no, we did talk about them because I believe we covered a headline where they were just donated some cargo bikes. Oh, okay. I or guess I hadn't. Maybe I, f- I just read that. 
I'm trying and to remember. Didn't put it on the show. I, it, it may have just <laughs> slipped my mind. <laughs> but I anyways, was, I I I got in contact with them, and they're going to be on the show. It's going to be great. Excellent. Well, I'm excited to talk to them. Yes. Uh, November 29th, the Brompton Story Time from 6:30 p.m. at Perennial Cycle in <gasps> Minneapolis. Exactly. I yes. like how you did the airport code. That was that was excellent. I was like I'm, MSP. <laughs> I've always been kind of an airport code nerd. Well, you do live in PDX. Yeah, that helps. Let's be that fair. <laughs> yeah, like saying I'm from DTW that doesn't sound mm-hmm. cool at all. I, I I often find myself explaining that to people of like, no, it, it's not you, it's us. Where right. we just like calling ourselves by the airport code. <laughs> well, but even even then, like I would often not necessarily refer to a city by their airport code, but mm-hmm. refer to where I'm going by the airport yeah i'm landing in like oh yeah i'm gonna go to mso or i'm going to ito added added benefit if you're searching for flights you already know the airport code exactly um you don't end up in the wrong minneapolis or something (laughs) like that (laughs) right uh i also interesting note any airport code that starts with y in canada Hmm. okay yes fair enough um, Gosh, anyways, I'm, I'm going to jump down the airport code thing for oh, one more man. half second. Yes, there's a there's a flight service uh, that was purchased. I guess it was by Google, but it's like I, I should send you the link. Or and if people are interested, you can like calculate if you've ever used one of those like flight finders and you're like, wow, this is shit. Uh-huh. Um, it, it's like a whole new way to find airplane flights. It was interesting like, to me. Like for prices on airplane flights? Uh, you can just it? calculate very specific variables, like flights through, If you like how many hubs you want to have. You can set a price oh per God. mile. And it's if it almost falls, like a transit, it's kind transit of like, app for flying? It's like the filter you always wish you had to like spend exactly as much or as little as you want on an airline flight under your parameters. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm blanking on the name right now. But I will send you a link. But, but Google's Google's I, working on this. And, yeah, and, okay. it was it was bought up by it's Google because apparently they were good at what they were good at, and you know that's how that goes. Right. I, I truly don't know how this is relevant to what we're now talking about, but <laughs> I felt like I started sharing. using airport codes. <laughs> oh yes, PDX. Yeah. Speaking of PDX on December second, the Reed Ravine Ramble. Yes. Which I just did, but I will stop doing now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go back in time just slightly. Uh, November 27th. We missed this. The Bike to the Winter Wonderland Bike the Lights. Oh, yes. Which meets right. at Dawson Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's by our good friend Tom Howe of Puddle Cycle. Indeed. And um, that is over there at the local racetrack. Every year they put up a big Christmas lights or holiday lights display. Do you know if they're and doing the cross city activation? Cause last year there were, were multiple bike the light events. Oh, I don't know. This okay. is just the one I poached off of puddle cycle. I, I like it. Well, we'll I'll take a look at that. Um, so last I'm year sure. they did like multiple sites around town. Okay. So while you biked to the lights, you could bike through the lights. It was pretty cool. Oh, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Though. Okay. <laughs> all good. All good. December 15th and 16th. Bikecraft! Woohoo! Yes! Coming up. And January 8th is the Bowie birthday ride. That's put on by our, our friend Diablo, who puts on mm-hmm. the Bowie and, or used to put on the Bowie and Prince ride. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, summer. it hasn't surfaced in a while, but the Grunge ride. Another one of my oh, favorite yeah. Portland rides. We'll see if it comes if it makes it around for Pedal Palooza <laughs> again this year. And here's some upcoming uh, film by bike tour dates: Hood River, Oregon, December seventh; Arcata, California, March fifteenth; Bendigo, Australia, November thirtieth; Phoenix, Arizona, November seventeenth; Boise, Idaho, 
January 18th, and L.A., California, January 27th. And guess what I didn't do? What did you not do? I did not put those in chronological order again. It's okay. I liked it. All right. I I appreciated the non-chronology of it. (laughs) But even more so than non-chronological tour dates, do you know what we have coming up next? Headlines? Yes, we've got our headlines. (laughs) Icebreaker. (laughs) What can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike? This week, we have headlines. Cancel that. We have only one headline, because there's only one thing worth noting this week. Tim Mooney, the Pedal Shift Project, has a new project. Yes. Um, You know what? I was going to introduce it, but let's just have Tim Mooney um, talk about it. He'll probably say it far better than we could accomplish. Definitely. Hello, Sprocket podcast listeners, and also hello to Hi, you, Tim. Aaron and Guthrie. I mean, you're there too, Hi, right? Again. Hey, it's Tim Mooney from the Pedal Shift Project, and I have a question for you. Are you new to bicycle touring? Are you about ready to make the big leap and throw camping gear on your bike and go long distances for multiple days in a row, but you're not sure what you're doing? Well, first of all, I'd say listen to my podcast, The Pedal Shift Project. But second of all, I'm about to kick off my second year with a beginner series where I and the Pedal Shift community holds your hand, talks you through everything to get you ready for your big bicycle tour. So, If you are interested in being subject to this bit of help, give me a holler, pedalshift at pedalshift.net, because we are here to help. Uh, We did this once this past year, helping a guy get across the entire United States on the Trans Am. It worked out really well. It was fun. It was educational for everyone involved. If you're interested, again, pedalshift at pedalshift.net and become the second annual beginner that is part of the beginner series. And of course, as always, take a listen to the Pedalshift Project, pedalshift.net. All right, guys, back to you. And don't, don't ever use that. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we should replace it with that one. It's like our new updated version. (laughs) But... I'm I'm now confused because he wants us to promote this thing, but then he said, don't ever use that. Oh, don't worry. As always, we will. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yes, if you are on the fence about bike touring, there is a solution for you. There is a resource. There is a solution. There is the Pedal Shift Project. Gosh, I feel like Tim Mooney was just in Portland, but I already miss seeing him again. Uh, well, that's great because he will be in Portland coming up pretty soon. Yes. We can go to the beer mongers and talk about the stick on the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> if we can interview that guy one more time. Just one more. We're ta- <laughs> again, five, five time, six, seven time club. Yeah. We've got to, we've got to get some, uh, merit badges here or something. <laughs> um, we do have one other headline here and, uh, this is, uh, from bikeportland.org. I almost wish Joe was able to stay for this one, but that's all right. Um, it is tired of leaves in bike lanes. This Portlander made a pedal powered sweeper. Yes. You've seen this, right? I'm like pumping my fist in the air silently. Like many of you, Bill Stites is tired of having to ride through slippery leaves that often block or narrow many, many Portland bike lanes. 
As we saw last week on Southwest to Williger, the presence of leaves in, in bike lanes isn't just a minor inconvenience. It can put people at risk and contributes to already frayed nerves. At a time when we must do everything possible to promote cycling, this is just one more hazard piece people face. And yeah. I have been like, you know, there's a part of me that in my head is like, come on, Portland, like mm-hmm. get your, get your shit together. Like sweep the, you, sweep the, you know, the this happens lanes. every October. Right. Right. It, it truly does. And another part of me or the same part of me was like, you know, it wasn't until after this incident on Terwilliger went public mm. that like suddenly the bike lanes got swept, swept clean, mm-hmm. or at least the ones I rode. But of course, because it's leaves and it's fall, they're back to being crowded with leaves More again. leaves. Yeah. True. I, um, there, anyway. there is, I think, or, or I'm going to go out on a limb here. I feel that everybody who commutes year round in Portland has a stretch in mind when you think of like, gosh, that thing just gets clogged. Right. Uh, and I, I know I've got mine one or two. I, I feel like this also kind of in a, you know, fortunate, unfortunate way somehow ties into Stan Lee and his passing today. Yeah. In the way that not all heroes wear capes. Right on. Yes. And, uh, and this is a true service to the public. So kudos yes. Thank for, you, Bill. for taking initiative. Thank you for cleaning the streets. I've often talked about being guy who bikes to and fro with a rake in his uh-huh. bike and you know what he just took the initiative and did it so thank you from the bottom of my leafless soul <laughs> <laughs> yes and uh so we'll be posting a link on that check out the video it is of it. really it's, cool yeah yeah it's, it's a great design i didn't even come across it like i got shown it by another person oh really like, this is this is yeah. how cool this this contraption yeah. is well we may not have a custom built sweeper for our bike lanes on our bikes but you know what we do have (laughs) yeah thank you (laughs) but you know what we do have what have we got aaron we got mail hey we got mail we got one piece of mail it almost feels unfair reading this oh really yeah it technically is mail it i mean it was sent to the sprocket it wasn't like part of my own personal mail you didn't like bug anna to write us mail because we had no mail this week i did not no well if you'd like to remedy that (laughs) where can you send your complaints questions or comments for posterity the sprocket podcast at gmail.com that you can from anna in minneapolis actually the dal actually dallas at the time of recording Regarding, I, I think it's DFW. I DFW, didn't put yeah, the... Dallas Fort Worth. <laughs> I should have known. Oh. You're good. It's okay. You're you're new to this, <laughs> as as are we all. Uh, regarding our dead Wi-Fi router, we did fix our rained on Wi-Fi router. I don't know if you remember us talking about I this. I think this was when we talked with Armando. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where I hung my gloves over our yep. over our Wi-Fi the, router, and yeah. Armando h- hangs his wet uh, clothing over the work. The work computer, yes. yes. Very important distinction. <laughs> Don't do it on your own g- gear. Do it on somebody else's. That's that's always the best play. Uh, the magic of hair dryers. We did end up getting a new one a few weeks later. What is a computer tower? Oh, yes. Uh, Separate thought. What is a computer tower? <laughs> it's the box. Like, if you imagine the old IBM, like the first I, computer you probably came across, that nice, lovely, gorgeous I think gorgeous she's making beige. a point that nobody has towers oh, really? anymore. Shit. Well, I better throw mine out. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> only the, this is where you like push the nerd glasses up the, oh, up yeah. the nose bridge. Oh, totally. True, true. Computer nerds still have, no, it's, it's fine. Computers are computers and they're getting smaller every day. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though, because... 
Uh, another point against towers. Uh, I'm working on a project with a friend, and he spilled soda all over his tower this morning wah, in exactly wah, the wah. same fashion I described uh, about 15 or so years ago. <laughs> and his also turned back on again, so it's, oh, nice. it's not all out the drain. And um, with soda, like that's yeah, that's even touchier. It's a little stickier, yeah, but it it did turn it on. Worked. All right. <laughs> So, um, th- good, good job, Peter. I'm glad your computer tower is okay. So and- here's, here's the thing I just thought of, if I can have my moment. Yes. <laughs> so the thing, the trend as far as computers is like with laptops, cause they're portable, right? Mm-hmm. I have a, a laptop and I'm sure if you don't have a, a laptop like this, I'm sure you know somebody who has a laptop like this that you can't take anywhere because either the battery doesn't work or it doesn't hold a charge or whatever. And so it's like a non portable laptop, but you still have a a laptop, Mm -hmm. right? Just get a tower. Oh, I say go the other way. Yes. Now I say this, I have a laptop that I can't take anywhere, Hmm. but one of these days I'm going to get myself a tower. Yeah. Towers are fun. (laughs) Well, I mean like the nice thing too, is depending on your needs, gosh, we, Ah, oh, I feel like we almost bring or talk about it enough. We should have like, we should be like, we're selling out. We're having a computer episode uh, <laughs> or something like that. I, I feel like somebody would be doing that way better than we could. Oh gosh. Yeah. I can only imagine. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, tower, towers are fun. Uh, I think, I think there's some really interesting things going on with right to repair. So I, I would be in the middle uh, camp yeah. of saying like, there, there's a, there are multiple websites. I won't name any names, but Google is your friend that will uh, teach you and show you exactly what you need to do to repair whatever happens to be wrong with your current device. So if you don't want to give money to the man and you would just want to do it yourself. Because no one wants to give money to the man. I, I empower you and uh, there's resources out there. I empower you. Exactly. See, you're yeah. already halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Anna, for writing in. Yes. Always appreciated. And uh, yeah, if you have thoughts, feel free to send them to us and we would be more than happy to read them on the air. And thank you all for listening. Thanks to Joe for coming in and oh, yeah. sharing Always some stories with Joe. us. Um, go check out his, his new book. He says the ebook is out already. Uh, metalcowboy.com. The book is called lightning in the saddle. Shameless plug, non plug. Do you yes. know where Gladys bikes gets their name? Was it from that woman? I believe so. Yeah, okay, they, they so had a Facebook post about sure this just the other I, week. If I was going to make that connection or not, and I didn't want to sound dumb. I feel like I saw but a now, link like, on Twitter. But now making that connection so late, it makes me feel even more dumb. But, oh, you're you know. not dumb at all. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'd say just, quite the just opposite. Just hesitant, just anxious. Yeah, no, I think I saw it on Twitter the other, the other day. Oh, and really? I, again, grain of salt, but I'm pretty confident on this one. Gladys Bikes, also named after the same I individual. Mean, I knew it was named after a famous individual with the nickname Gladys. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was that particular individual. I'll I'll double check, but there you have it. There. There's a connection somewhere. It's all connected. Somehow. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm not. That's okay. I was lying. Uh, Now I'm ready. The Sprocket Podcast is produced at StreamPDX Community Audio Studio thanks to generous support of Open Signal. 
Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text 503-847-9774. Twitter and Instagram at sprocketpodcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Herbert for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. And thanks to sustaining donors Logan Smith, Shadowfoot, Katharina Malamgar. Wayne Norman, Ethan Georgie, Eric Iverson. Cameron Lee and Richard Wazinski, Tim Mooney, Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Eric Weiss, Todd Parker, Dan Gebhardt, who's a time traveler, Dave Nose, Chris Smith, Caleb Jenkinson, J.P. Cooley, Peanut Butter Jar Matt, Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom, Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder, Anna, thanks for the mail. Yay! Andre Johnson, King of Division, Richard G. Guthrie Straw, Aaron Green, <laughs> author of We Were Like Sons and founder of The Regranary. Campsite Mackners, David, Nathan Poulton, Chris Rossin, Rory and Michigan. Michael Flournoy Jeremy Kitchen David Belay Tim Coleman Harry Hugel EJ Finneran Brad Hipwell Thomas Skato Keith Hutchinson Ranger Tom Joyce Wilson Ryan Tam Derek Wagner Jason Offenberg Microcosm Publishing Who will be in the studio? David uh, Moore David Moore <laughs> Sorry Todd, David Todd Grossbeck Chris Barron Chris Barron Chris Barron Sean Baird Simon Gregory Braithwaite Ryan Morrow Jimmy Diesel Dude Luna Matthew Rooks Marshall, Paula at Funitaki Cyclecraft. Philip M. Spartandale, no relation. Thank you as always. And to all of our former donors who've helped us get this far. Now brush your teeth. And go to bed. <laughs>